Hello, welcome to the uh, Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. My name is Steven. I'm joined by my partner, Alec. Uh, we're going to be hopefully bringing you weekly episodes talking about the WWE and everything about it, whether that be Monday Night Raw, NXT, Friday Night SmackDown, or the premium live events. Uh, today is our first episode. Uh, we'll be reviewing the Elimination Chamber, uh, as well as talking about WrestleMania. Uh, first off uh, was the women's chamber match. So that was Oscar, uh, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross. Why am I slipping? <laughs> oh, wait. oh, Natalia. Natalia and uh, oh, and Carmella. Uh, this was a battle to fight uh, to see who would face Bianca at uh, WrestleMania. Oscar came out the winner. Um, again, I think for the WWE storyline, I think that was very strong to have Oscar. Uh, when again, I wanted live, so I was pulling for live. Uh, a lot of great spots in this match. Um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought this was a solid match. Uh, this is one of the better women's elimination tapers match we've gotten over the past few years or so. Uh, I, I kind of knew it was kind of obvious. I felt that Oscar was going to win just because of her gimmick change at the Royal Rumble with the whole new makeup and her her, her Kana look. So uh, I think this was the right choice. I think she's going to get a big push. And even though it was obvious, or at least to me and a lot of people, that Asuka was going to win, I think they did their fair share of showing everyone off and everyone got to do their best moves and everything like that. And there were some really good spots, like when Liv jumped off the pod and did a powerbomb on uh, Raquel. It was, it was a great match. I liked it. I would, I would consider it top three women's elimination chamber matches. And it was yeah, I, I think it's so hard in those matches um, to make it, like, have everybody kind of come out looking so good, like all six of them. And I feel like even people like Nikki Cross, like, she's so in control of her own character. And I think that's, like, really good for her. Again, maybe she won't be, like, a main event level person, but to right. build up that women's division in WWE is really strong, I believe. So I think it was great for her. Raquel Rodriguez is definitely getting a push sooner or later. And, of sure. course, Liv Morgan goes in and uh, day in, day out. Uh, Oscar against Bianca at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know if they want to take a title off Bianca. I'm not. Oscar could be a title champ, but I'm not really sure. What do you think? Yeah. So a, a couple things with this. I, I love Bianca. She gets a lot of hate, but I, I think it. I think it is new. To, uh, it is time for the Raw Women's Championship to go to someone else. I think it's time for someone else to lead the flagship show on Mondays. Um, as far as Oscar, her. Raw Roman's title range had in the pandemic. That was, it was something. I, I personally didn't like it. Her opponents weren't very, you know, championship worthy, I would say, but it was the pandemic. And she never really won the belt to begin with. She got it handed to her because she won the money in the bank. So I feel like it's time for Asuka to get a, a worthy, earned Raw Women's Championship and for her to lead Mondays. And I feel like she would be great against all the up and coming women's. Uh, wrestlers, and I think it'd be it'd be great for her. It'd be good for her career and a good step up for her. Yeah, I, I just hope that they don't. You don't want to like take it off Bianca too soon and then put it on Oscar and then have it kind of flip flop. Like we talk about that all the time. Like you don't want the titles to flip flop. You want them to have meaning. You want people to want to fight for them. Exactly. So I just feel like you want Oscar to definitely be able. If she does win at WrestleMania, like you want her to hold it for at least like six months and put out some good matches at those premium live events and just like build other people's characters. That's kind of how you keep the train rolling. I think. Exactly. And, and I think that it's going to be a barn burner of a match. It's two of the best in that division. So I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lashley versus Lesnar. Uh, I mean, we were texting about this. I yeah. mean, it, 
You said you wanted to go 15. I said it would probably go five. I don't even know if it hit five. Yeah, you, you uh, were right. You were right. As we've learned with these Lesnar matches, unfortunately, they're just finisher spams. Like, that's fine. Right. Like, that's where he's at right now. I I think he's so much better if you put him, like, in an OTQ match, something like that. So, I think exactly. if they were to fight again at WrestleMania, I think you got to be no disqualification, hell in a cell, like, something yeah. where – there's more than just two guys wrestling because that's not what Brock Lesnar does anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's unfortunate because before he went to the UFC, his wrestling career was great. He he was doing the typical wrestling moves that everyone would do. Now it's a limited arsenal of three or four moves, and it's fun. As someone who likes combat, it's fun to watch, but it gets old, especially when it's their third match. And I, I just feel like if this match went 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and they had, you know, moves besides their finishers, this would have been a good end. And you have Lashley or, or Lesnar come out on top fairly, then they get pinned. That would have been a, a good end to this match. And, and to put another layer to that, I think if this match was that 15-minute, 10-minute match, you know, where there was a clear winner at the end, I feel like this would be a perfect pay-per-view. But because this match was, in my opinion, you know, the worst of the night, even though it was still fine to watch, but it was the worst match of the night, and I feel like it brought the pay-per-view down just, just a smidge. It was still a great pay-per-view, but I, I feel like this ending doesn't put an end to their story. Which is exactly what I was thinking. It's like you kind of left guessing. Again, you think about storylines in WWE, especially with Triple H running it now. Like, There's got to be more storylines. He's very good with creative. So it's just like you're kind of left there guessing what's next. Like Again, we were talking about it like, Lashley could definitely do something at WrestleMania and Brock Lesnar could definitely go fight somebody like Gunther for the Intercontinental title. But now you kind of leave this like gray area where you don't really know what's going to happen with these two guys. Yep. Yep. And is it, do you really think that the WWE universe wants to see a fourth match? I, from what I've seen, I don't really want to see another one, but I mean, that looks like where you're at when you end matches like that with no with, uh, disqualifications. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, a fitting ending. It put it put a bad taste in my mouth. And especially to have those two or three weeks of pretty good Brock Lesnar promos and Bobby Lashley promos, it was good work. I, I like the work. I like the fight scenes. But to end it like this just devalues all of that buildup. And what are they going to do? Are they going to wait another year to the next Royal Rumble to continue their feud? At, unfortunately, it has to be over now, and it just stinks because no one wanted to end it that way. But, you know... I'm excited for what they do with Lashley and Lesnar. You know, like you said, Lesnar, uh, Lesnar versus Gunther would be a hell of a match at WrestleMania. And Lashley versus, I, I guess it would be Bray Wyatt because he was the winner. But again, when you have a match like this, it kind of also devalues Bray Wyatt's promo because there was no clear winner. Because, again, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, he that whole LA Knight stuff, like that was fine. But LA Knight, it was because of LA Knight that it was good. Like Bray Wyatt really, and to give him that kind of promo, to give him that call out, you wanted this match to be so good so that Bray Wyatt's character is elevated this either last year Lesnar elevated and turns to such a good match. But yeah. now it's just it's just this weird spot where it's just like, what about last year and Lesnar? Like, is Bray Wyatt really taken seriously? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It, all in all, it could have been so much more. And it, even though it, it was what it was, I still think it was it was watchable. It wasn't awful. No, no one hates the F five. No one hates the spirit. Everyone loves to see it, but just not the not not how I would book it. And I think you said that as well. Yeah. So that was uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar uh, kicked Bobby Lashley low, uh, so Bobby Lashley got the win by disqualification. 
coming out next was the mixed tag team match, uh, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley against Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, I am not a big Edge guy. Uh, I don't. I think we're a little past it, and I think these runs, like when he won the Royal Rumble, or you know, and now Monday on Raw, he's going to fight Theory for the U.S. title. Like I just feel like they're trying to push Edge, and Edge is at the point in his career where he can't be pushed like that. Now, this was a great match. It was really underrated. Uh, mixed tag match, like one of the best ones I've ever seen. But it's just, I don't really know if I would have had Edge and Beth Phoenix walk out on top of this one. Right. I understand what you're saying, because especially having Rhea Ripley on the losing team kind of, you know, loses her a little bit of steam ahead of her WrestleMania match against Charlotte. I, I thought this match was very good. The wrestling was great. Uh, Beth Phoenix was a, was a little um, ring rust. She had a little ring rust. But who, who didn't expect that? She hasn't really wrestled in a long time. But for what it was, it was great. Everyone kind of devalued this match before it even happened, saying, oh, they don't really care for it. This is supposed to be the quote-unquote bathroom break during this pay-per-view. But I thought it was a great match. It was very entertaining. Had me on the edge of my seat. And um, to, to your point with Edge, he, he's old, man. He's old. He's got grays everywhere. But I think the difference between him and other old talent like Brock and Goldberg, especially, he, he could last. He could wrestle 15 to 20 minutes with an unlimited arsenal. And that's what that's what I like about Edge. Even though it keeps coming back and keeps returning, it's nice to see him wrestle. And it's nice to see him actually put that work in despite his age. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. He definitely does still put on, like, great matches. It's just some of – I think – Hopefully, again, this isn't going to be over. We're looking at Edge versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. So, I'm, so uh, this isn't over. Um, I think it's smart, like you said, with Rhea Ripley. I think it's smart not involving her in the pin, like not kind of diminishing her character. She's put on a great show, that but is. now she can now focus towards WrestleMania. And, again, I think she should win that match. I don't think Charlotte Flair should be the champion. Yeah, so, there's no universe. Which in which Rhea Ripley should lose that match. And that would be a very, very bad booking decision, but I don't think Triple H would make that. Yeah, no, no way. Um, I guess for the rest of the Judgment Day, again, we'll talk about Damian Priest in a little while. Dominic Mysterio, I don't really understand. I'm, look, I think he's awesome. I think the crowd really loves him. Again, we heard it in Montreal with the fuck yous. And I mean, he he loved it. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I think his character isn't, is definitely like a heel, but I mean, people are starting to like understand like what it is. I'm not really sure, like, where they go with him, though. I don't think he can just be, like, the puppy of the group. Right. So the issue the issue with Dom is his heel work, I think, is, is fantastic. I, I feel like he's a natural heel, and he gets that really good heel heat whenever he goes anywhere. Any arena he goes to in America, or Canada in this case, will boo him no matter what. And I think that is great. But then you have to look at the other aspect. You know, a wrestler is not just a wrestler. They're also... An actor, essentially, he is the acting part down, but his wrestling, in my opinion, is it's a little stale. I feel like he works in slow motion. Of course, it's entertaining because I, we're all wrestling fans, but I feel like his wrestling is not there yet to the point where you can now elevate him to be this super character. But his his acting and his promos and his heat that he gets, that's enough to elevate him. But you can't go anymore because his wrestling, in my opinion, isn't that. And his acting is, it's so good. And I just, that's what I just get worried about because we've seen so many guys who their acting is so good, right. but they just don't really back it up with the wrestling. Exactly. And it's like, it sucks because Dominic, like not kind of developing into that wrestler. Again, I think everybody, 
wants to see Dominic versus Ray at some yeah, point. Sure, for Everybody. sure. But I just feel like, is Dominic good enough where he could honestly put a show on with his father? Like, it's just, it's so confusing, but you're right. Yeah. He's such a good actor. He is such a good character. I just don't know if he has the recipe to back it up yet. Yeah, I, I don't, obviously everyone would love to see him versus Ray. I, I don't think he's good enough to compete with Ray on that level, especially, you know, when you're fighting a little guy who works very fast pace and does all, all of these moves involving flips and, and flying, I, I don't think he's there yet. You need a very talented wrestler in order to sell Rey Mysterio, in order to work Rey Mysterio. Uh, I hope he'll get there, but it, it's just a different aspect, you know. I, I bet he has a lot of pressure on his shoulders because he is the son of Rey Mysterio, but it also doesn't help that he's like six foot seven. You yeah. Know, works in slow motion, and it, it, it's just, you know, I, I hope he, he gets more opportunities to show his in-ring work and, and work and practice, but I as of right now, he's not anywhere near that level. And he's he's pretty lucky to have people like Balor, uh, Priest, and Ripley around him to elevate him because those guys are top tier, excellent at what they do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I guess Beth Phoenix, I don't really see her coming back or anything. I mean, oh, no, I think this this should this should be it. I don't yeah. think do more grit couple, you know, mixed tag team matches, no more. It was a good showing by Beth. I liked it. It was entertaining. But uh, let's leave it here, right? Yeah, I mean, she wants to come out for with Edge. Like, that's fine. But I think in terms of yeah. in-ring, like you said, like a lot of ring rust, you don't want to take the spotlight away from Edge, from Finn Balor, even from Rhea Ripley, who we know can deliver when Beth maybe just can't do it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Now we're getting to the real, uh, the meat of the, pro of the pre of, uh, pay-per-view. The United States Elimination Chamber match. I mean, my wow. gosh, what, my gosh. what a match! I mean, I was texting you during the match. I was, I was freaking out. It was, it was really, really, really good. And, and everyone said, "Why are they putting the United States Championship in the Elimination Chamber?" This is why, because you have talent like this, and and if you simply treat the U.S. title as World Championship tier, especially because there's no World Championship on Raw, this is what you get. You know, I, I told you I'm I'm tired of having the uh these mid card titles being switched out every 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 15 to 30 days. This is a real title. It's it's held by a real good wrestler and a bunch of people around him that can elevate him and that can challenge him for that title. And I think this was the right move, especially because you had Roman versus Sammy, and this match was just it was a barn burner. It was a real barn burner. And and I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I just think the the six that were in there. You talk about those six wrestlers. So Seth, Theory, right. Priest, Montez, Johnny Wrestling, and Bronson Reed. Outside of Seth, you really don't – you're never really going to think, maybe Theory, that those guys are going to win the big one, the WWE Championship. They're going to win the Royal Rumble. Like you, So I think to have, like you said, like those mid-card titles like the United States Championship to be treated like such a main title for these guys like Montez. I mean, Montez looked unbelievable. Johnny Gargano, even Bronson Reed. Like, Bronson Reed could be a superstar. For sure. And I just think it's so, it's so awesome to see because these guys want it, and they want it so bad. They want to show how good they can be. And I think because the United States title is building that momentum and it's building and people want it, I think they're going to show out so much more for it. Exactly. I agree. And aside for being – um, from being a top, maybe arguably a top 10 elimination chamber match for the men's, 
This match also elevated all those talents you just named. It elevated rookies like Gargano, who everyone loves, and I, I think he needs to be elevated right now, especially because many people aren't so hot on his storyline with Dexter Loomis. Eleva elevated Bronson Reed. I saw a video of someone at Raw videotaping uh, Bronson Reed's entrance. He had no, no cheers at all. The crowd was silent. If, if they were silent before, they damn well better not be silent now because he put on a hell of a performance. And then you have Montez Ford venturing out on his solo career. And everyone loved Ford regardless. They thought he was amazing. It was just a matter of when is he going to get a solo career? When is he going to get a shot at a title? When is he going to, you know, win a title? And this was a perfect stepping stone for him. And, you know, Theory is – I love Theory. He's great. And Seth is Seth. He's just amazing. I just think it was so great. Again, you take it away one second from Seth and Theory. Again, Priest, you don't really know what Priest is. Priest isn't a fantastic wrestler. He doesn't really have a story. I like that he was in this match. I think it was the right move for him for the judgment day to kind of continue to build a push. Um, but again, like I was texting about it. I wanted Montez Ford to win so badly. And it's like, I knew in the back of my head, he wasn't it's like he, he wasn't, but right. it was like, he, he, I wanted him to go out there and show us why he could. And exactly. Montez exactly. Ford, any match he can, he's going to go out there. And he is going to give you 140%. And that is what I love about him. So I'm really excited to see what they do with Montez and the Street Profits because I think we're heading towards a Street Profits split. I'm not – so, again, I don't want that to be rushed. I think Dawkins and Montez are still awesome. But I'd love to see Montez more on the singles path and on Raw, just showing his talent. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano looked fantastic. The – spot where he did the flip thing off off the pod i mean fantastic moves and bronson reed the two follow away slam i mean that was fan that was a great spot and I, I was there for it every minute so favorite moment of the match oh man put, put me on spot here the favorite moment i would say i i love the montez uh kind of impromptu frog splash or whatever you want to call that but I would say the true favorite moment was what you said, Johnny Wrestling doing the Hurricane Rana off the off the pod because that is a very risky move. That, I think he might have hit his head on the pod, and yeah, I don't you, know if he was just selling it because I texted you. I, I was saying I hope he's not injured. Um, and you 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 were saying that he might have gotten out that early because he was injured, and I'm hoping that spot didn't actually injure him. But that was a hell of a spot to see. I loved every minute. Seth uh, sold it very well, and it was a great spot, very memorable. Um, and I think it's one of those more memorable moments in the chamber that everyone will talk about. What about you? Yeah. What was your? I think the when it came down to the final three, and we had Montez kick theory again. He does his little thing with, and then he goes up from the heavens and knees up. A curb stomp is so so hard to do. Exactly, because you have to be so careful because you really can injure somebody. Yes. So I think to have Montez then get stomped outside on the steel off the chamber and Deary to, you know, get his pin, eliminate him. But I also, again, we'll get right into this. It was just, they sold it so well. Cause again, we were talking about it. We were like, we saw those doctors run in. We were like, did something actually just happen? Because if Montez Ford got hurt, it would be, I mean, you would have weeks trying to build his character back up if he just disappeared. So yeah, thankfully, 
Yep. So thankfully it doesn't look like he was injured. It wasn't part of the plan. We'll get into that. It was just, I think anything with Mont Montez Ford is turning into one of my favorite guys. Cause he's just so skilled. He's so he's high flying. He's exciting. He make he makes you want to tune in. He makes you want to keep watching. Exactly. And he's always that guy that you can look to and say, Hey, I have a big spot in this match. It's a risky spot, but it's a big spot. Will you take it? And he'll always do it 10 times out of 10, always risking to put his body on the line for our entertainment. And as wrestling fans, we, we really got to appreciate that. Uh, Logan Paul made his uh, appearance in, in this match. Um, obviously, we are heading towards Seth versus Logan at WrestleMania. I think that could be a fantastic match. I think Logan Paul was born to be a sports entertainer. For sure. He's very exciting. The fans don't really like him. I think that's great for Seth with the, the song. I think Seth is so great right now. And I think Logan, oh, will, I think they're both going to comment each other very well in what should be a really fun match at WrestleMania. So thankfully that Montez Ford, it seemed like it was planned. So the door was open for Logan to make his presence felt. Um, again, I'm not really sure where we get to WrestleMania, who I think would win that match, but I'm just excited to see it. Yeah, uh, if you were to tell me Logan Paul was going to be in the Elimination Chamber, I probably wouldn't have believed it because I, I would figure he's out somewhere doing his thing, his podcasts, his, his videos, whatever. But I think this was it, it was a good touch to the match because if you were to not have Logan Paul in this match and have Theory and Seth face off, because Seth is so hot, it would be hard to justify. Even though Theory is a great talent, I feel like if Theory were to pin Seth, Many would be mad and say Seth should have won. Seth should have won. But having Logan Paul interfere in this match, do a perfect buckshot lariat, and even hit Seth with a stomp, which which looked good for a first time ever. That was a great stomp. I think it was a good touch. I think it was another one of those matches where Theory gets bailed out, and I feel like that's good for the character of Theory. And I thought it was a good ending. I know some people didn't like it, but I, I, like you said, Logan Paul is a great entertainer. I think it was good for this match. And now it really fuels and puts a spark to that WrestleMania match. And I can't wait to see whether Logan's going to come to Raw and do a couple promos, any backstage segments. I I'm really excited for this buildup. Yeah. And uh, finally, I guess, our United States champion, Austin Theory. I know people uh, don't really think that maybe he was, again, like you said, he kind of got bailed out. Maybe he didn't like the ending. But I think Theory's great. I think Theory's perfect to have the title on him right now. Uh, I guess my question is, what's next? So, again, we heard the press conference that it was funny. We were talking about, like, that United States Open Challenge. I was garbage, and I hated it. And now all right. of a sudden, he he brought it up, and we're going to have to watch it. And, again, Edge had to be a great match, and that's going to be great for Theory. Uh, so, I guess after that, again, Theory's not – Edge isn't going to win the championship. So, we get after that, what's next for Austin Theory? Yes, it's a little tricky because – I feel like everyone on Raw has challenge theory for the United States champion. I, I feel like you either have to have a big return or someone from SmackDown challenging him for the U.S. title and bring the championship there. Uh, I, I don't know. It's hard to say because at, at that point, you just be fantasy booking. But if you, if you don't want those two options, I guess you could do a tournament or a gauntlet match, a big gauntlet match to see who would face theory at WrestleMania. But... I can't, I can't really think of a couple names to throw in because I feel like everyone on Raw has faced him. But if you have any suggestions, I'd love to hear. I mean, I don't know, but they they really are. They're doing such a good job with the United States Championship. Sure. So 
it's really, really fun to watch. It's exciting and theory's so good. Um, but you got to keep the steam. So I know what you were saying, like with a battle royale or something, a gauntlet match. Like it gets a little cliche when you just right. make like the number. Like they can make a feud. They can find somebody, make a feud, and make it exciting. Like I don't want to see like like your tournament idea. Like okay, you have eight guys, right? They they battle it out. I don't want it to be the la the last raw before Mania is where we decide who's there, and then at Mania we're gonna see the fight because there's no buildup. I so say it's theory against. I don't know, Damian Priest or something like that. Right. Like, there's no buildup. Like, I want to see, like, a buildup to make it exciting, to make me want to keep watching. If I had it my way, I would not do John Cena. I know that is talked about. Yes. I, you cannot bring John Cena back, and you cannot put the title on John Cena. Nope. As much as I love him, you want to bring him in for a, a pointless match? You want to take That's the title right. off of Theory and put Theory and John Cena in a match? Okay. But you cannot put John Cena in a title match and have John Cena lose that title match. Exactly. And if Theory were to lose the United States Championship in the chamber last night, I would totally say yes. Him and John Cena, that'll be the hell of a match. But we we cannot have any more part-time champions than we do now. It, it gets stale, and we're, we're, we're looking for champions weekly. We want to see our champions. We want to see our, our championship fights. Um, but back to what you were saying, I think – to build this up and to make it like a world title picture, either this Raw or the next Raw, we have to really start figuring out who's going to face him at WrestleMania. And I feel like to do it the best way would be to have Theory pin Edge for whatever reason, and then someone enters and challenges him for WrestleMania. Okay, so that was um, the United States Chamber match. Uh, Austin Theory coming out on top, retaining his United States title. And finally, uh, Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, undisputed Universal Champion against uh, the hometown boy, uh, Sami Zayn, in what was one of the greatest main event matches of the year uh, in a pay-per-view. Uh, definitely, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about it. I think it, it kind of felt a little similar to what happened with Drew McIntyre. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, where it was like you could have definitely, if you wanted Sammy to win, if you wanted Sammy to ever hold a title, that is when you do it. Sammy can win again. He definitely could. But it's just, will it ever be as big as it would have been in Montreal? Just like if Drew McIntyre won, would it ever have been as big as it was if he had done it in his hometown? No way. No. There's nothing like wrestling in front of your hometown crowd. And as someone who thought and was very convinced McIntyre was going to win at Clash at the Castle, I, for a moment, I thought that Sami Zayn was going to do it tonight. And this is the second time we all got, you know, tricked by Roman Reigns. And I, I think it was a great match. I think Sami Zayn definitely has a world title in his future. And I feel like there's no doubt about that. The work he has put in and out of the ring has been fantastic. But like you said... Winning that title will be great for him, and he will have a lot of support, and the fans, they'll cheer, but it won't be the same as having your own people in a sold-out crowd of thousands of people watching you do it. So I'm not upset with the decision they made. I feel like we all saw this coming, even though during the match we probably had our suspicions that Sammy was going to win. I, I feel like it was the right move, and as mad as people are, it, you, you'll, you'll see when – the Cody storyline starts to develop and whatever Sammy does on the side with the tag team titles, which we'll talk about later. 
you'll see that that was the right move. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, my phone was down for a half an hour, so I was totally locked in. I mean, I was jumping. I mean, there were real times where I really thought Sammy was going to win. When he hit that blue thunder bomb, I thought it was over. I thought Sammy Zayn was going to win, and it was going to be pandemonium. Daniel Bryan-like pandemonium at WrestleMania. I thought it would have been absolutely spectacular. Um, I do like Roman. I don't have a problem with Roman. I think he's very in control of his character. I think he loves being the bad guy. You can see it. He interacts with the crowd. He loves it. Um, I, it was just, it was a fantastic match. Really good wrestling. They continue to tell a story as they wrestled. It's just something that it's so, it takes so much talent to be able to do that. I just think it was an unbelievable match. Yep. And you got to give props to both men. Roman, for the past three years almost, has been putting on a show. His wrestling has always been great, in my opinion. But he has been on another level with his promos, with his storytelling. It is just fantastic. And even the little things, such as talking to Sammy's wife and talking trash the whole match during the match is a great touch to his character. And he has been doing this for the past three years, like I said, and it's been great to watch. It's been good content, good wrestling. And, and this is truly what professional wrestling is all about. Not just the wrestling, but the storytelling. This is why us fans are invested. This is why we watch week after week. And Roman has been doing fantastic. And look on the other side, Sami Zayn, I would say is up there with the storytelling. He has been putting on a great story since, I believe, after WrestleMania is when they started this last year. His storyline has made us fans emotional and has made us invested in their storyline. This wasn't supposed to be like this. If you told Triple or Vince McMahon that Sami Zayn at the time, Sami Zayn would be in the main event in Montreal, he would laugh at you. This storyline was supposed to be maybe a month tops, but Sami Zayn is just so good at the wrestling promo. He's so good at storytelling. Even little facial expressions change everything. He is so good at his job, along with being mega talented in the ring, that he has been able to carry this storyline along with Roman, along with the bloodline, till now, and even more so to WrestleMania. And I think it's been fantastic work. And um, I can't wait to see what comes out of this. What did you think of the ending segment when the ref was out of the ring and, and Jimmy got involved? So as we know, Jimmy that came. That's what I was going to head into. I think the ending was just, it was good. The ending was good. It was smart. So I feel like we kind of knew it was never going to be just the two of them. We were never going to see a 30-minute wrestling match of just those two guys showing what they could do, right? Which is fine. We knew that. We understood that as fans, and that was great. I thought it was fantastic. I think the refs going out was great. I think Jimmy was fantastic. When Jay came back and stood, that was great. Again, I would have loved, I was, Roman turned his back. Jimmy, Jay had the chair. I was fucking yelling, hit him. They're not, are they going to hit him again oh, yeah. in the back of the, I mean, and yeah, I think too. it was really good because I think it does. And then to end it the way it, it did, okay, the return of Kevin Owens. And then he stuns everybody. And then it finishes with a Sami Zayn haluva kick of Roman. I think it just showed if you had a full match, right, and Sami Zayn lost, that could be the end for Sami. That could be like, okay, we just saw it. He lost. But Sami had him beat. They counted one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, you could have counted to 100. And I think to end it with Sami Zayn kind of being on.
on top, even though he lost, keeps his character going. And I think that is so smart. And I, yeah, exactly. I feel like the best way to end the, end this whole segment, not just a match, having Sammy lose, okay, understandable. What you do after is very important to keep the crowd locked in on Sammy and to keep his push. That was the best way you could have done it is even though he lost, even though he got pinned, have him come out on top. Have Roman look like the weaker guy. Don't have Roman walk out with, with his bloodline, with the titles, with all the fireworks. That was the way to end it. And I, I think in the moment, like you were saying about Jay, I really wanted him to hit Roman with that chair. I really did in the moment. And after I, you know, after I slept on it, after really thinking about it and watching other wrestling content on TikTok and YouTube or whatever, I think it was the right call to delay that. We knew what was going on in Jay's mind, and that was the most important thing, that we knew what he was thinking. He wanted to do it. Everyone knew he wanted to do it. But to have it done there may have been a little bit premature because without him doing that, now you have a storyline building up to WrestleMania. Now, you, instead of Roman worrying about Cody Rhodes, which he has to worry about, now he has to worry about his family, Jay Uso turning on him, bringing shades back to the pandemic when they first started their rivalry. I think it was the right call. In the moment, it left a little taste in my mouth, but no issues with that whatsoever. Another thing which I thought was weird was how Solo wasn't there. I, I don't know why. It could be something behind the scenes. It probably is. But Solo, is your, he's your enforcer. He's the enforcer. He's the, the big bad. He takes care of people. To have him not there, I, I wouldn't have booked it that way. But, you know, that's just nitpicking at this point. I, I really, really don't mind any, any of these little nitpicks. So I think, you know, you brought up Roman focusing on Cody. Obviously, Cody's going to win, right? For sure. For so sure. Cody, Cody will win at WrestleMania. He has to. Do they give Cody both titles? At, if, if you were to ask me that, let's say, right after Cody won the Rumble, I would say they are going to split the titles. That's what I would say. And they would either have – have Sammy and Cody as your champions or have Cody take the WWE championship and have Sammy win against whoever for the universal to keep his uh, historic reign going at this moment in time. I think it's going to be both belts. I have that feeling because I think it might be too late. I think if you decide in the next couple of weeks, even later, Hey, let's split up the belts. I feel like that, that just puts a fork in the storyline. I really do. If you were going to split the belts, it should have happened a week or two after Royal Rumble tops. I think it's going to be for both belts. They'll probably end up having Cody hold one of the belts for, you know, a couple months, drop the universal belt, and then Cody will have a long reign with the WWE Championship in honor of his father. But I really don't think that they're going to split the belts. Do I still hope so? A little bit of me does. But if you are to do that, you have to make sure it doesn't intersect the storyline and make sure everything runs smoothly. It has to be booked correctly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you, would you want this, the title split? I think they have to be split. I've always not been a fan of putting titles together because just it takes away from more guys being main event level talent. So exactly. I think similar to what happened when Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania and he unified those titles, like, yeah, fantastic story, great. But now what? Because now you got one guy holding two of the major titles. So again, Roman holding both titles, he's only going to have one match 
for both titles. Whereas you could have a WWE championship match and a universal championship match. It's two main event level matches and you're just having fun. You're just building more stories and you're just, it's good. So I think the titles do have to get split up at some point. Um, I do think it'll be Roman versus Cody for both championships. I think Cody will win. Maybe we see Cody versus Sammy somewhere for the universal title. Maybe. I don't know. But I think, or maybe Roman comes back, he fights Cody, and he just gets the universal back. And Roman's to the champ. That's fine, too. I just, I don't know. So I really have no idea. It's going to be really exciting to find out. Um, Say Sami Zayn doesn't go the singles route. KO returns. Yep. Zayn and KO. Yeah, I think that's the obvious choice. I, I think Kevin Owens returning last night in front of his hometown solidified that match. And to go even further, that moment when he looked at Sammy dead in the eyes and he was between him and Roman and he backed up and said, you could take this, you could finish the job. I, I think all roles are leading to a tag team match. And, and if I were to book it, I would make it, make, first of all, main event. I would make that that's a main event worthy match, especially because we spent so much time invested in this, this these undisputed tag team storylines. I feel like it is a main event worthy match for night one. And, you know, people are asking, how would you get Jay? Cause that's another big thing. And I'd like to hear your thoughts after how are you going to get Jay to go against Sammy and, and Kevin? Are you going to have Jay being, you know, Jay having sportsmanship towards them, Jay being nice to them, or are you going to have, in the, in the next couple of months, Jay not turn on Roman and turn on Sammy and turn on KO and have them have a little brawl before WrestleMania. But you also could have Jay turning on the bloodline the night of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So he could turn on the bloodline, cost him the tag titles. That can in turn put Roman in a little, you know, lapse of judgment and have him, you know, weak on his knees coming for Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I like the way that, because again, it is with the Usos holding those titles. It's how do you get Jay and Jimmy? What do you do with them? Because right now you're in a weird spot because it's like Jay, you don't really know what Jay wants. You don't know if Jay wants to be with Sam. You don't know if Jay wants to keep defending the titles. So you really have no idea. So it's like, again, I don't want the tag team titles to go to waste. So I feel like that, again, I think they have to be split. I think there's going to be Raw. I think it's going to be SmackDown. I think you got to have SmackDown go. I would love to see, like, I think it'd be awesome if all of Imperium had gold. I agree. I, I, think, agree. I think the brawling brutes of Butch and Ridge, I think that would be great. I, I mean, God, I think the Viking Raiders would be great. So I just think that you got to split it up and you got to make it more enjoyable. You got to have more stuff to fight for because. Again, you keep unifying things. You're only going to have so many matches. You're only going to have so many people. So I think it is a question of, does Jey Uso, where does he go? Who does he fight with? What happens with the tag team times? Yeah, and that that's the biggest aspect of the story because it all started with Jay. This whole bloodline thing started with Jay, whether you like it or not. You know, back to Clash of, Clash of Champions Gold Rush and and I think 2020, was it, or 2021? And then you have their great Hell in a Cell match. It all started with Jay. Jay was the first one to say, hey, I know you're my family, but I want that title. And he he had to bend the knee to Roman. And now if you look full circle, I think it's time for him to rebel again. And this time 
come out on top, meaning he gets the over on Roman. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, we are officially on the road to WrestleMania, which is unbelievable to say. Uh, what a year. Uh, so this uh, this will be the end of episode one. Uh, if you liked what you heard, make sure to follow, like, share with your friends. Uh, we're going to try and bring you week-to-week updates in the WWE. So uh, we look forward to joining you guys next week to talk about Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. And uh, this has been the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, guys.